love that word, relationship. It covers all manner of sins, doesn't it? I fear that this has become a bad relationship. A relationship based on Sean taking exactly what he wants and casually ignoring all those things that really matter to Sonia. Hmm. We all... <laughs> We we may be a, a small show, but we're a great one, too. It's the show of Shakespeare, Churchill, The Beatles, Sean Connery, Harry Potter, David Beckham's right foot, David Beckham's left foot. A friend who bullies us is no longer a friend, and since bullies only respond to strength, from now on, I'll be prepared to be much stronger. And Sean, you should be prepared for that. It's Wednesday, and welcome to Spoiler Alert. Is this because I kissed your, <laughs> your secretary? Yeah, in a really inappropriate oh, way. Oh, God. I can't um, believe you did that. What a rousing speech to start this off. <laughs> Good diplomacy, Jer. That's how that works. There we go, yeah. In this analogy, Sean, Sonia, you are uh, the UK, and uh, Sean, um, you're, you're a Mark. Billy Bob. Yeah, William <laughs> Robert. Cheerio. Oh, <laughs> I say. That's offensive. Anyway, welcome to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. I'm Jeremy, and I'm here in the booth with my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. And today we're actually talking about Love Actually. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it because... Well, I just have a quick yeah? quick thing to say yeah. first. So, oh. we were supposed to be joined tonight... By oh, yes. Sweet Mama Stange. That would have been <laughs> sweet Don. the gag of the year to have Don finally get those tones on the radio. And she was so mm-hmm. excited. I prepped her not to swear. We talked about what we were going to talk about. And unfortunately, she has succumbed to the dog death flu that's going around. Dog death? The dog death. And my dad has it too. And apparently, he's oh. being a real baby about it. So she's trapped at home with him. So, Don, to you, we say Godspeed. See you later. Please get better before I'm supposed to stay over at your house next week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Love you. Take care. All right, carry on. Anyway, get right into it. Uh, I think we should start off with a spoiler as usual. They all meet at the airport at the end, so it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Love Actually is a 2003 British film starring every British actor. Literally all of them are in Literally. there uh, in some way, shape, or form. So uh, what we're going to do, I don't even know how we're going to organize this, is we're going to break down... Each sort of story segment of Love Actually. For those who are unaware, Love Actually is a hodgepodge of love stories interwoven like a fine a quilt. Mirepoix. <laughs> or a quilt. <laughs> a mirepoix. A macrame. Um, there are ten parts to Love Actually, according to Wikipedia. And the elusive 11th part. True. Oh. But we'll, we'll, well, there's there's kind of more. We'll get into maybe it. there's several. We'll get into. It. I think as we go, mm-hmm. we should create a title for each part because okay, they don't I like have it. Them. I like it. I like mm. it. So, story one of the hit film Love Actually is t- well based on the character names Billy Mac and Joe. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like that's three people. <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy Mac, Mac is one person. And yeah, but Joe. Billy, comma Mac, comma and Joe. And these two don't meet at the airport. So no. where does that go? The, aren't they? He, the yes, they do. At the end, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. This one's Greta. Oh, at the very. Hello, end. Greta. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I could do Joe's accent all the, all day long. <laughs> Ten minutes at Alton John's, you're as gay as a maple. <laughs> That's all I got. Wow, you are Joe. Well, Thank sh- you. Well, sh- Sean, you want to summarize this one for us? Um, a loving, somewhat toxic friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They. I, I they wish really, that was the end. <laughs> they really respect each other. They love each other. But they don't particularly like each other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, seems to be money tied up in this. Yes. Well, Billy Mack is a sort of washed up rock star who has recorded a new version of his hit song to uh, commemorate love, Christmas. Love is All Around. Yes. I believe is what What was called. the ori- original? It was originally called Love is All Around and now it's Christmas is All Around. Yes. Um, I just watched this today, or yesterday, a couple days ago. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching him flub up that line so many times, <laughs> and then I just was like poking my friend, and it was like, friend of the show, Claire McCashin. Uh-huh. I was like, what's he trying to say? What is he, what's the line he's trying to get out? And she was like, why don't you just wait for it? <laughs> Which it happened seconds later. But Christmas is all around us. Really cramming those lyrics in there to make it The work. particularly crass moment where we try and squeeze an extra syllable into the fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie once or twice. He was, he was great. I loved his, like, um, who, who did he remind you of? He's got a little bit of Mick Jagger because he's mm-hmm. kind of, um, like, fae. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a no nonsense sort of like 
Because eventually he just sort of gives up with the whole celebrity thing and is very honest. I think from the get go, I think he's given you know, up as th- the film begins. Well, I think I think it's sort of a bit of a process, but we can. Did we say what his storyline is? Basically, he <laughs> kind of Billy really. Mac, like fa- former rock star, like what rock star in his later years, um, is trying to get the Christmas number one, which is a thing in Britain where mm-hmm. the the like song that is in the number one spot on Christmas is like a big deal. And he's competing against a boy band. Called Blue. Mm-hmm. Called Blue. <laughs> really funny. And uh, if he gets number one, he's going to go nude on TV. Yeah. Yeah, which, spoiler alert, and totally gave, happens. Yeah. He gave one TV host a, a tease. Yeah. It was very awkward. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> when he just, like, leans out from behind and is like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. And British um, television, I don't understand. And the sort of end of their story is that, uh, you know, his his manager, who is Joe... Uh, kind of goes home alone one night, and then Billy Mac, cha- you know, shows up because that's the person he wants yeah. to spend Christmas. He with. realizes that Joe's the one who's been there for him yeah. all along. Um, the, and this is the first instance of one of the characters, um, awkwardly fat shaming their friends. Yeah, a lot of fat <laughs> shaming in this film. He just is like, needlessly, is like, "You're my favorite, my really chubby, chubby employee." Friend. Yeah. Is how he refers to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll be spending Christmas with my chubby employee. Guys, what's the title of this? Of this story, mm. Mm. what did you what did you say earlier, Sean? I said uh, toxic friendship, <laughs> loving yet yeah, toxic friendship. That might be it. What about like toxic friendship is all around us? <laughs> 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 so the feeling grows. That's a bit weird. What about like to- well, it's like toxic number one or something? Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of toxic in this film. <laughs> Whoa, Sean! Man, I can do a Brit. Ne-ew, you ne-ew, embody ne-ew. there. All right, let's move on to number two. Yeah, That's I'm funny. over there. Brit. <laughs> they don't even have that much interaction with everyone else. They're just on TV no, every but once in a while. Like, I would say that other people's stories. Bill Nighy's maybe the best actor in this movie. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Is oh, right. Um, sorry. Are so, you spoiler kidding me? Emma I love Thompson him. rolls in with an okay, amazing sorry, yes. moment. No, you're right. Okay. That was a mistake. I'm so sorry. I forgive. I, f- I mean, forgive me. Please. <laughs> I forgive. <laughs> please forgive me like I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll spoiler see. alert. Well, there you go. Uh, so story number two uh-huh. uh, is called Juliet, Peter, and Mark. And this is the iconic. This one. Uh, oh, this is best, iconic. Best man who's in love with the bride. And things get a little awkward. And it ends with a, a heartfelt cue card Oof. reading at the door moment. That part Oof. is crazy. Not only because... Andrew Lincoln ambushes her, but it so it, things could have gone so awry at a moment's mm-hmm. notice. He just says, "Tell him it's Carolers," mm-hmm. and instead, uh, Chiwetel being like, "Oh, I'll get up and watch the Carolers as well." Yeah. He just sits changes and to says, the footy. Yeah, he, he knows his friend. Give yeah. him a quid and tell him to bugger off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do a lot of so many accents. There are. That's one of the things I like about this movie. Actually, is mm-hmm. all the different accents. You don't wow. like you don't like the door scene. No, Why it not? does not age well. It I would holds say. her for major. It's well, he doesn't even. About? Okay, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this film okay. that have evolved over time. Um, basically, the okay, the premise of this section mm-hmm. of the film is uh, Keira Knightley, who's Juliet, is marrying Peter, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, mm-hmm. um, and his best friend Mark who's played by Andrew Lincoln, is secretly in love with her, mm-hmm. but has, like, never talked to mm-hmm. her or been nice there to is, her. There is a problematic part where he films the wedding, but just films just her. Just only films and her. And she ambushes him to look at the footage, and then she pretty has a very awkward time. Yeah. That's, that's not a thing you come back from. No. <laughs> and, really then, and then the sort of culmination of this storyline is that he shows up at their front door with a boombox that plays... Uh, Silent Carol. Night with music in the background, and I'm like, oh, they're carolers who just have a soundtrack, okay? Some, and then also, he, halfway through, he just walks away, and so Chiwetel is probably like, are, where are they? Yeah, where are they, <laughs> they going? Okay. <laughs> she only gave him a quid. Maybe, yes. Yeah, um, and has a car- has cue cards that say, what do they, what do they all say? I I'm, don't know what they it, say. It basically says how he feels I'm in love her. with you, yeah. and I have to be honest because it's Christmas, which I don't think, okay, so I think this is one of the things... That gives that yeah, does I'm us a disservice. Yeah, this is a this is a message that young men have received for far too long. That if you have feelings for someone, even if they don't reciprocate them, that you should absolutely tell them. I don't mm-hmm. think that's true because it puts women in this position of being like, uh, 
I got nothing for you. And then the woman is the one having to receive and ho- make space for their feelings. And this puts, this is also comes to with that weird big eyed kid later. Yes. Where Liam Neeson continuously is like, you know what to do. Like, yeah. keep chipping away at it. Just keep chipping away. Exactly. It's that and thing of like, like what? If no, you just, that's the worst advice, yeah. Liam Neeson. If I, you do the right thing, she owes you her love. I, what? I don't know about that. I do think the chip away thing is mm-hmm. pretty weird. Mm-hmm. That's always been weird. That should well, never be. And just like, a... it's not her, it's not her problem that you're in love with her. Right. And I get that for him, it's like a catharsis and he like mm-hmm. is honest and that's very beautiful because right. it's Christmas time. But it's like, it but puts her in a really like, awkward position with her husband. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because they not, ha- they she's should. not going to leave her husband. That, no, but that was, she, I don't think he ever thought he was going to win the but girl. But is she supposed to tell him? Is she not supposed to tell him? Like, they don't actually communicate at all. Right, but that's their relationship, right? Like, they can it's have their they own They don't thing. have a relationship. They absolutely do. What are you she talking literally about? They're says, friends. What do you mean? <laughs> no, she's no, like, you've never you, you talked never to, me. to me. I know. He doesn't know her at all. Well, it's still. So yeah. he's idealizing her and putting her on this pedestal, and mm-hmm. then he's like, I love you, and it's so sad. Also, and then, <laughs> and then uh, walks away. Another thing well, Claire has to say is, yeah. Claire was also like, people have weird ideas about what is supposed to happen at Christmas. Yes. It was just like, at Christmas, you always tell at the Christmas, truth. At Christmas, you tell the truth. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> not a thing, actually. <laughs> you lie about Santa pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, so... You don't think that it's okay for someone to tell someone how they feel? No, nope, that's not what I'm saying. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm inquiring. Um, no, I think that like in circum- certain circumstances, mm-hmm. it, it is important to be honest about your feelings. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the issue comes down to what you're expecting in return mm-hmm. and the the burden that you're placing on the other person with your telling of those feelings. Because now Kira can be like, so do I tell my half right. and then their friendship is all messed up? Mm-hmm. Or do I keep it a secret and then our relationship is bizarre? Mm-hmm. He's put this burden on her with his feelings. He's basically like, here, I'm laying my feelings at your feet. Mm-hmm. Do with them as you will. Yeah. And it's she but didn't she can ask just, for that. But she could just walk away. She can. Yeah. But and it just, I presume it just, she would. It doesn't, it puts the woman in this weird place of being an object that's being revered and idealized, I think. Right. But is that less about, but that's more about his feeling towards her rather than him just saying it. Am I wrong? Like if it was before they were married, is that fine? No. So I don't understand. What's what's the circumstance? <laughs> I think here? we should talk about this Gosh, later. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know. Well, something I found bizarre that is not related to the relationship <laughs> yeah, was at the wedding. Oh, how did no one notice a bunch of guests walking right. with huge trombones? Or how did she so not nice. notice that like a guy she didn't know with a trombone was sitting in the third That's, row? I assume there, there were was, tunnels in the church always. There was very sparse <laughs> no amount of guests. Um, also, it's so, I kind of wish my mom, I kind of wish, I wish my mom was here because one of my favorite things we, okay. So we, mm-hmm. the reason she was going to come on is that we watch this movie together every year at Christmas. Right. Um, it's a tradition, even though it's not that good of a movie, I still have a lot of love for it. Um, Actually. and there are certain things she says every year, every single time we watch the movie and I can like predict also a tradition. And one of the things is she hates Keira Knightley's dress and especially the thing she wears on her head for her wedding. Interesting. And every year she's like, oh, uh, her. Oh, hate that. <laughs> wow. It's so funny. It is a 2003. It's very. And yeah. like, you could, uh, people's outfits are bonkers. I There's love not it. a good ha- head of hair on anyone in the Ooh, movie. Oh, boy. I was, I was Laura looking. Lenny, only one. Sh- and uh, she doubts it out in every other aspect yes. of her, of her as life. Yeah, there was. I was looking. I was like, is there anyone's here's hair who I could possibly entertain? Not a one. Not even that child. Not even that caterer at the wedding. <laughs> the caterer was nuts. <laughs> she has like those little tiny flips. That was. It's the she, most 2003 I've ever seen. The most time <laughs> the in the world. These things just blast right by me. Well, when you watch this notice. movie 400 times, like I have, you see it. <laughs> no, all. even on my f- first or second viewing, that yeah. hair oh, jumped out hair. of the screen and mm-hmm. poked me in the eye. All right, you guys. Okay. One point two. Juliet, Peter, and Mark. What is it called? What is the story called? You guys tell me. Um, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I say we call it Church Tunnels. Okay. 
I'm comfortable with that. Church, church tunnels and cue cards. Oh, I love it. There we go. Beautiful. Oh, that's my mystery novel that I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Is it about uh, the Vatican and all of the priest's secret mistresses? Ooh. Yeah. I'll tell you all about that later. <laughs> that's a whole show away. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1.3, Jamie and Aurelia. Oh, oh my God! This, this part's this one's really nuts too. Yeah. Uh, so this is about um, a gentleman who gets left at the altar. If I'm recalling. no, 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 no. They, he, oh, he, oh, he yeah. goes He's to the aforementioned Peter, yeah. wedding. Right. He's friends with them. Yes, that's what it is. And uh, anyway, his girlfriend pretends to be sick, but she's she might actually be sick. She looks quite sick. Her yeah. nose was red, but she's... which is gross given what happens next. Yeah, yeah, because he finds out that she's been unfaithful. So they with break it. His with his brother. brother. Yes. That's a little... Ugh, and the way it's revealed is he comes home between the ceremony and the reception to mm -hmm. check on her because he's a very caring partner. And then his brother's there and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, borrowing some CDs. And then all of a sudden she goes, and she's like, hurry up, big boy. I'm naked and I want you at least twice before Jamie comes home. <laughs> the most incriminating yeah, sentence. She truly. could just be like, hey, come back in here. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, she's like, luckily she calls I have him big boy. <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. And then it's... Bad. So oh yeah. He takes off to a foreign land to finish writing his book in anger. Of France. Well, does he have? He just has a French cottage. That it sounds like, like he's been there before because yeah. the housekeeper knows. I him. assumed it was a rental situation. Yeah, I think he probably goes I, there. I think I just assumed that. Anyway, he meets Aurelia, who is the maid. She's Portuguese. Yes, and <gasps> they are uh, slowly the relationship develops after. Well, some, some they, swims and some page drops. They find each other quite attractive, but they talk to each other constantly. Neither of them have any idea what the other is saying. And they I don't know the understand why thing. they even just say why they're even talking. <laughs> it's sweet. I it is I don't know. I was I like this storyline. I was rolling my eyes during that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. But uh, um, anyway, he leaves to go home and yeah. then later he realizes he wants to be with her, so he learns Portuguese and he, then seeks her out. Yeah. Yeah. He ki she kisses him. Mm -hmm. When he oh, like yeah, drops yeah, yeah. her off for the last yes. time, and then he crashes his car because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's so flustered. It's very That's Colin Firth of us. It is very Firthy. Most Colin Firth. Oh, he's so Firthy. He's a major Firthy. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. <laughs> anyway, I find it weird that he. You find out at the end that he is like best friends with, uh, like Chiwetel and yeah. Lincoln, and they don't seem like they'd all be friends. I agree. But whatever, it's good for the film. Um. But then, so once he learns Portuguese, he goes to her house after have, leaving his family in the lurch hilariously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then the, his nieces and nephews go, I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> That's my dad's favorite part of this. That is <laughs> the only part my dad likes. That's a very funny part. Um, and then he goes to her work and, like, publicly, like, has a very public, embarrassing yeah. speech with her. As some cute, are waiting for their... bad Portuguese grammar mm -hmm. thrown in, which yeah. is fun. And then she, cutely, in also bad English, answers back. Yeah. Because she's been also learning English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's but they get, sweet. like, engaged. Right? Yeah, that's they the thing, because they're... Do they get married? Or do they yeah, just get engaged? Mm -hmm. And then her fat sister... Who also people talk about Everyone, constantly. His dad, her, their, dad, constantly. their dad calls her Miss Dunkin' Donuts 2003. And I'm like, first of all, that's not a thing, sir. Second of all, it's so uncalled that for. Sashes. <laughs> yeah, like, she's that? a bit sassy, but. That doesn't mean she represents not, a donut. Well, exactly. And, like, it's not, it's no reason to to yell at her like that. She yells, she's pretty prickly, too. She yells yeah, at she Aurelia in mm -hmm. some mean things. Say yes, you skinny idiot. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys want to call this one? <sighs> the skinny idiots is not yeah. bad. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. The wet pages retrieval. That's also. Good. I don't even know why she was trying to get those pages. She felt because bad. he didn't make copies. He's yeah. so dumb. A he's writing writer? a book. Yeah. He's How writing a book. Are you first? Did we say that part? What? That? that he's writing a book and that's did, why. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah. is it good? I don't think it is good. What mm. if we call that one? Don't disturb the eels. <laughs> or Duncan, do not disturb the eels. <laughs> Perfect. And Dun it's done. Duncan, do not disturb the eels. Stamp it. That's what it's called. All right, 1.4. We are so slow. Okay. Yeah, we got <laughs> Harry, Karen, and Mia. This oh, one is about this one an affair. This one is yeah. rough. And that's the best feelings. one. You got some world-class actors. Yeah. Major. Except my for Mia. No. And also, Mia is somebody. Mia well, is somebody. I don't know who. Okay, we'll come back to this, but also my favorite thing is 
the things my mom has to say about this character of Mia. Of Mia? It's oh. not kind. Well, no. It's well, not good. She's shocking. She, Every time. Well, because she is pretty one-dimensional. She's not a real human being is my no. beef with this story. Well, she's like a majorly overtly sexual person. She's a succubus. She's She is. She looks like a Bratz doll. She's all <laughs> eyes and lips. Yeah, she, yeah. Her room, when they flash to her room, it's like... Purple light, oh, red yes. negligee. Like she's Way a too clean. sex villain. <laughs> yeah. Literally at one... Okay, so this storyline is Emma Thompson is married to Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Power couple. Ellen, Emma Thompson Power couple is major. possibly the greatest human being of all time in real life and also in this film. Like She's so lovable from the second you meet her. And then uh, Alan Rickman... she says something shady about her son. Yeah, she's but it's like, so I wish funny. I didn't have to see my, my son. horrible son. But then every time you see him, he's very smiley. No, and it's nice. funny. I think she's just being silly. Oh, all right, all right. There's, she's like, oh, my horrible stinky son. Well, there's a, a couple deletable, deleted scenes, but go over the recap and we'll talk. Yeah. Um, and then Alan Rickman, Harry gets a new secretary named Mia, mm-hmm. who is losing sex at every time. <laughs> at one point, they're talking about planning the Christmas party, and she's like, I think we should have it at my friend's. Uh, art gallery and he's like oh yeah what's it like and she's like plenty of dark corners for doing dark deeds <laughs> and then literally like, uh, spreads okay. her she thighs open she slowly spreads her thighs she's wearing like a Shakira like ruffle skirt it's insane she's crazy anyway she's a really unhinged this person this is how secretaries behave you guys oh. Oh, uh, first of all they're called admin assistants <laughs> I should know I am one are you Wow, Jeremy, oh, you I do didn't behave know that like that. Time. I'm in the steno, uh, I'm in the have, steno pool, y'all. <laughs> I've heard the things you say off air. It's filthy. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, and then he buys her a necklace. And then um, oh. Emma Thompson finds the necklace in his pocket after having observed them together at the Christmas party and literally saying, be careful, be careful there right? with to him. And then she finds the necklace and she's really excited. And then on Christmas Eve, they get to open one present and she opens the one that she thinks is the necklace and it's a Joni Mitchell CD. And then she has <laughs> one of the most beautiful and sad scenes in any movie of well, all time. Well, first she excuses herself because she says she had too much ice cream. Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> which a, is gross. That's a good excuse. She's a proper English woman. So yeah. she, she has to. I have to upset myself. Yeah. And then she goes and then she does have a very oh. amazing two minute, just like. Um, looking over her life, thinking about things. While both sides now is well, playing. Joni Mitchell's late life version of both right, sides now, which is version. way more powerful. And standing in their shared bedroom, like looking, looking at pictures over their of their life. family. It's and so... I'm almost crying thinking about it right now. She, it's such an emotional moment. And then the more emotional moment is when she just like snaps herself out of it and runs out and is like, oh, let's go to the concert. Yeah, and and it's right back into it. And then it was. It, it's so powerful, mm-hmm. and then they have great. they have the well later when they have the super awkward sort of the talk. She oh my gosh, she brings that up so casually, yes. so incredible. They're still at the concert. She's like, "So what would you do if you're in my position? <laughs> you know, when your husband what cheats on you." That? That's <laughs> and she's like, "Bye, Carol." Anyway, back to our conversation. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think they should have been more explicit about it? About what? About it, whether or not it happened. What happened? Well, they, 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 there's never any true indication. Yeah, and what's an ally? And yeah, like there's no. No, scene, I like that it's. No... I like that it doesn't. It doesn't matter in mm-hmm. a way. Interesting. Um, I also. Yeah. Mm, uh, you go. No, no, I'm sorry. You go. Uh oh, we're so polite. When are you going? Well, I my thing is, do you think that they are reconciled at the end, or that they're broken up? They're broken. up. I think that they're broken up. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Although I hope so. when I was looking on Wikipedia, they were like. She has not forgiven him, but they still live together. But I, I don't, don't know where they got that info from. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Well, it's not clear because he gets at the end. Everyone's at the airport, and mm-hmm. she and the kids are picking him up from the airport. Yeah, so I presumed that he was popping into town. Yeah, and they're cordial sure. because they're both are very. Yeah. No, yeah, like it's that, yeah, it's yeah. Um, although I don't think Emma Thompson is nice as we think. Uh, IRL? Mostly because when we first meet her, no, in the in this oh. film, um, Liam Neeson is okay, but like. Uh, very torn up about his recently deceased wife, her mm-hmm. friend. Um, and she says, what does she say? She tells him, uh, first she tells him she's too busy to talk. She's not doing really anything. She's mm-hmm. holding a green pepper. Oh, yeah, I don't and like this And he's like, either. oh, she just hangs up on him. And then she sa- tells him to stop being such a pussy and to stop oh. crying. <laughs> she says sissy. 
but also <laughs> I took it as the B word. <laughs> you just you change it to the word we're not supposed it, to say. She, she, yeah, she hit right into my heart. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't like that part. She's like, and get no girl. one's ever going to shag you if you cry all the time. <laughs> and I was like, what a terrible woman and That's friend. That's not helpful. Yeah. I do think I think the part where she says she's too busy to talk is honestly good boundaries though. I think that's <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I can't actually hear. Well, she says she'll call him back, and he's not actively like crying. Um, <laughs> actively crying. He's not an active crier. I, I don't think Liam Neeson can cry. No, he does cry. Oh, you guys. Oh, he cries. He cries, he cries in this film. I mean, sort of. It's probably fake. Sorry. Um, there are some deleted scenes. Yes. Surrounding Emma Thompson. Yes. Uh, because there's one where her son gets in trouble. And we kind of explore why that relationship is the way it is. It's mm. missing. There's a there's a, a deleted scene of her and Liam Neeson being chummy, and I think they were friends, not the his deceased yeah, wife. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Um, because well, there's some. She gives him a, a list of things that he can check out for uh, sexual reasons, which is hilarious, oh, that's and I funny. can't believe they had to take it out. But it's like that's super funny. But because uh, there's also like. The talk around the water cooler is that Liam Neeson is secretly in love with Emma Thompson. What? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't see that at all. That's. I think that they're just. <laughs> what water cooler? Well, Who's just there? the water cooler of the John's mind. Because um, <laughs> like, when he meets um, Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer at the end, he she's like, "Hi, I'm Carol," and he's like, <gasps> "He's like Karen," and she's like, "No, Carol," or whatever her oh. real name is, and he's like, "Oh," and. Yeah, he just like he calls her Karen, and wow, that's people have really deep. read into that. Yeah, that wow. is. I would say there's not a lot of indication otherwise. I'm just saying it's out I there. Think, the I whispers are out there. Yeah. All right, super quick, guys. Are chirping. Yeah. What is this? What is this called? Um, Mr. Bean wraps a gift. <laughs> <laughs> stellar, stellar title. Uh, Rowan Atkinson is also in this for a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't even. Should we? We'll come back to that. Will we come back to him? Uh, maybe I don't know. Rowan Atkinson wraps a gift. Anyway, we gotta take we gotta take a, a Love Actually break. We are exactly halfway through the movie, so this is all the this is all the show is right now. We got uh, we, got, we got work to do. You're listening to Spoiler Alert, a 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Well, we're back on 91.3 FM CGTR, Regionic Media Radio. Guys, do you know what time it is? Jeremy, why are you holding those cue cards for? (laughs) (laughs) I told you how I feel about this. (laughs) It's game time, people. No, jingle, jingle, jingle. (laughs) Uh, For those who don't know, or or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend all week looking for a movie title that these two have not seen. And then I tell them what it is. They tell me what they think it's about, based on the title alone. I tell them that they're wrong. We, then I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good chuckle. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a great game. It's a great game. You guys, this week's title is Yellowbeard. All one word, Yellowbeard. 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 I believe that this is a gritty retelling of a Santa story. <laughs> um, he's a heavy smoker. <laughs> his, Yikes. His teeth, his beard is, full, is very tinged with yellow. Um he steals gifts. He's a real bad, skinny Santa. He's disgusting. Wow. It's like garbage. That was scathing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's um, um, an ensemble cast film, mm-hmm. not unlike Love Actually, that's all interwoven around um, one man who's blonde and has a yellow beard. Oh. What, what transplants? So do you think his beard is a, a more vibrant color than his blonde hair? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like you know, some some blonde guys have like ginger, a kind of a ginger beard. It's mm-hmm. like that, but like really yellow. What uh, What do you think happens? In this? Uh, some people fall in love. Some people cheat on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone dies. Mm. Um, yep. All right. Meet well, cute. <laughs> Here's a meet cute. Uh, I ha- I hate to say this, Sonia. You're the closest you've ever been. <gasps> Wow. I can't believe it. Wow. Sonya is a 1983 British comedy film. The reason I picked it, the reason it matches is because it's got a whole bunch of British people yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a Graham Chapman film. Uh, <gasps> I love There's him. a ton of people in this. Peter he Boyle. Is a, Chong, also, he is a Peter blonde Cook. man with a beard. Just saying. Yeah. Was, I should say. He is yellow beard. <gasps> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you did it. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> Eric Idle's in this. John Cleese is in this. James Mason's in this. Um, it is about the pirate, Yellowbeard. Oh. Played by Chapman, uh, he's incarcerated for twenty years for tax evasion. So uh, he That's tries. How they get you. Yeah, he tries <laughs> to is. wait out his sentence, uh, but uh, the the Royal Navy figures out that you know they want this money, so they up his sentence to one hundred and forty years, so that he'll break out and lead them to the money. Chaos ensues. Everyone's after it. 
hilarious. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds I'm going to watch that. Some people die, some people fall oh, in love. I love Graham oh Chapman. Here we go. That has been The Game, brought to you by the best theater in town, the RPL Film Theater. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and he just can't hide it. He cannot. He's about to lose control. And I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, folks, today we are powering through. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, love, gotta actually. Work, work, work. Um, the next uh, story is about David and Natalie. Uh, oh, I like this one. Which is about uh, Hugh Grant, the prime minister, and his secretary, someone. A household staff member. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I thought she was a Junior staffer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Household staff. He's attracted to a very strange and dumb woman. <laughs> How dare you? She is. She's no, completely she is, crazy. Uh, no, she His is arguably the most... His first conversation with her, I was like, what is happening? That is, Why like, are you this way? That is a conversation that could happen to me in my life. Uh, when I saw that and he was like oddly charmed by her, I was like, never speak to her again. She's insane. John, <laughs> I relate to that character. I'm so sorry. And she has the best East London accent in yes. the whole film. Mm. She does do a great... The doji end. She does have a really cute accent. She's so and cute. And she's really beautiful. And she, yeah, she's so beautiful. She has the nicest hair in this movie, actually. It's really shiny. You're right. She has some nice hair. I was Based watching... on the quality of the main... <laughs> These are the things that a high-quality actress. ...that I notice now when I watch this. And after President Billy Bob Thornton uh, made a move on her, mm-hmm. um, this is what caused David to be very assertive and say the mm-hmm. speech that you spoke of at yes. the start of this. Yes. Well, the, the, there's actually very little that happens in the storyline mm-hmm. other than he's the prime minister and she works for him. Mm-hmm. Some stuff happens. He stands up to the, the POTUS. Yeah. And then he goes to see his sister, who is played by the... Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Thank you. I was going to say the lovely Emma Thompson, but I oh. couldn't remember her name. Um, <laughs> By the lovely. You, for, you skipped the part where he does the secret dance. Uh, oh, I, I, that dance is the best part. Yeah. I, I didn't I skipped it on purpose. Oh, sorry. Because it might be its own part of the movie. I, Those oh, waggling little hits. Hugh Grant hips. I know. <laughs> um, they're both so awkward, and that's part of what makes it charming. Mm-hmm. And also, it occurred to me last night for the first time that if Billy Bob Thornton were like the character that he plays, would for sure have gotten me too'd by now. <laughs> Real hard. Gotten some too'd from you. Literally, he, the first time he sees Natalie, he's like, "Hey, Lord. how's your day?" And then like follows her with his eyes in this how's way that day? every woman is too familiar with. And then he goes. That's a pretty little S of a B right there. <laughs> look, look at the pipes on that one. I was like, oh, look, he's talking about her arm? Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't what, know what that meant either. That's like a That's she what he meant. Apparently pipes are legs. No. Everyone talks about Natalie's body constantly. Yeah, again, yes. fat shaming. Um, when, he got, when he has his one staffer. I think she's his chief of staff. Yeah, and she is like... She's like, he oh, goes, the... What? The chubby girl. The chubby girl. And he's like, and we he, say that? And she's like, she says the most insane line. He literally goes, what do we call her chubby? And then she goes, I think there's a pretty sizable... Arse. Arse there. <laughs> yes, sir. I Seriously, like, I could recreate this movie. My, uh... My biggest problem with the storyline is that I don't think he's fit to be prime minister. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that is a, really an, an astoundingly bad piece it's, of diplomacy. It's like, it's like they voted for everyone in the country and he just got picked. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, cheerio, and then away he goes. When when we were watching this a couple weeks ago with my folks, I was like, okay, everybody, is he labor or is he conservative? And, <laughs> and we all were like, there's like five black people in that room. He has to be labor. <laughs> oh, God. The right, and some women. So what is, what is it called? What is this, what is this, um, what is this portion called? Uh, eight. Oh, you know what it's called. Mm. Eight is a lot of legs, David. <laughs> <laughs> That's Natalie's oh, cute mom. Oh my god, the best part <laughs> is, is when the they're best. driving that octopus. To yeah. the, so he to goes. He he knows what street Natalie lives on. Um, so he literally goes to every house on this mm-hmm. street, and we meet a bunch of the people from the yeah, film. Her neighbor, he and his her <laughs> sexy neighbor Mia. Yeah, he and his earlier. police officer sing some carols for some little girls, which is the that other best part. Um, and then he gets to Natalie's house, and her giant family is about to leave to go to the son's Christmas concert. And this is possibly the most accurate piece of this film. I'm sorry in advance for saying this, mom, because the mom like is so embarrassing and says too much information about what's going on and like it just is such a mom thing where she's like oh i worked really hard on that costume though (laughs) (laughs) it is a lot of legs david (laughs) that's what it's called okay it's a lot of legs david the next one daniel sam joanna and carol uh this is about uh a stepfather and stepson 
with a very specific set of skills. With, with a goal. Well, they've got they've got a goal, and that is to uh, Joanne is the little girl's name. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the, which is insane. Who yeah. named their child their baby girl Joanne? <laughs> It is the year in the year two thousand. In the year nineteen, actually, it would be nineteen ninety. Because this is set in two thousand three. They're thirteen. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. So it's nineteen ninety. So she's the same age as me. Yeah, this is my. I think this is my favorite one because uh, it's well. There's not a ton of like movies about sort of super weird relationships. And I that think was that's a weird. One. Yeah, because uh, he is not his dad, but now they he is his dad. Right? Yeah, like so that's the... he's his stepdad, and the mom has died. Yes, whose and, name is also Joanna. And actually. the kid is so eerily emotionless. Did you find that? Yeah, yeah, about his when mom he's dying? like, I'm actually not sad about that. About mm-hmm. mom dying. No, he says <laughs> he's like, he I'm actually he... worried about being in love. Mm-hmm. He says that he is sad, and he does think about mom all the time, but he's pretty fixated on mm-hmm. being in love. But then later, when he sees when um, the his when Joanna is singing yeah. a powerhouse ballad at the mm-hmm. talent show, and she's like, um, "All I want for Christmas is you," and points at him, and then he's like, "Yeah," and then she's like, "And you, and you," <laughs> and then his face turns into a death glare. <laughs> I was frightened, and he, <laughs> she bashes those drums even harder, and I was like, "This kid is psychotic, and he's gonna kill us all." And then they go to the airport to chase after him. Yeah, and, okay, uh, it's not it's, appropriate. So yeah. psychotic, Liam Neeson is like goading this child into like falling in love and like chasing this girl, mm-hmm. which is like. You know, he's keeping this romance going, even though... And then he is trying to convince the kid to m- make her family stay, like, to not move. That's, no, he, isn't it to go say goodbye? I thought it was, like, to try and convince no, them he's, to he's, not even... He no, to say goodbye. He, he has to say goodbye. Yeah. So, so they go to the airport. Run, run but then the airport. he still... Yeah. convinces him to make a run for it. Yeah. yeah. And it is post 9-11. Yeah, it is, like, <laughs> soon thereafter. I was like, what if those um, security reach him and then just body slam yeah. him <laughs> like into the he ground? Like, he's very lucky that he was a little white kid, is all I'm saying. Well, he made he breaks through. through. Rowan Atkinson helps him. He does, yeah. Oh, because... He has a big coat. And, he, like, and he does another <laughs> similarly... Intentionally or not. Attention wink. to detail moment. <laughs> yeah. He's very funny. Uh, yeah. What's what's the title of this one? We uh, we got a blast through these years. Oh, um, the kid from Ga- Jojen from Game of Thrones is <laughs> a child. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. Perfect. All right. The next one. This is the worst one. Uh, Sarah Carl Michael. And this is about Laura Linney and her oh, brother. I hate and it. And the dude who's into Laura Linney. Why don't they just hang out? I oh, don't understand. He, I, my feelings on this one. story have changed so much. Okay. What's, what's the... Before, I used to just blame her so much. And now, I don't understand what Carl's deal is. What are you talking about? Carl doesn't know. Carl, no- oh my he has, God. He doesn't know anything. He has anything. no idea what's going on yes, with her. Yes, he does. She no. fully explains it. Does she? When? Yes, when they're together. Okay. What she says. One oh, yeah, of you, I've been talking a lot, so one of you synopsize this part, okay. and then I'll explain. This is um, uh, a sort of a, a dowdy woman that works with Alan Rickman. <laughs> he takes major pity on her and pulls her into his office and is like, I see you constantly. <laughs> Everyone in the office knows Everyone you're in love with Carl. knows that you're in love with Carl. And you got to do something about it. And he even gets his wife to, uh, like, make her make a move on She, like, wing, wingmans her. like, the entire office is wingmanning her to talk to um, a beautiful, like, I graphic I think he's designer. Argentinian. Um, <laughs> IRL. He I is. Googled this. He okay. is a very handsome man, wow. even with his insane weird hair and his square glasses. Um, and she keeps getting these phone calls that you're not quite sure what's about. Um, and then they eventually have a beautiful little like dance, and she is so over the moon. They go back to her place to hook up. They're very close, and then phone rings. She answers. Phone rings again. She answers. He is very put off by it, and then okay. And then uh, it turns out to be her brother, who mm-hmm. is uh, requires a lot of need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why. I feel like they could have communed they should kid just with each like other a, five a little minute more. Chat. Yeah, and then they could have worked this whole. Just so like, here, as you can see, I've got a lot going yeah. on. Here's but... what happens: so they're and media res, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> right in the heat of the moment. Oh, okay. And then her phone rings, and she answers, and she she says, "No, I'm not busy," which is the first moment where they you like see Carl's face He's fall like, a little bit. Serious. And then she says, "It's my brother. He's not well." We find out later he has an intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're over here alone, my parents are gone. I'm the only one who's here to take care of him, so I have to you know, mm-hmm. be on call. And he's like, life is full of 
unforeseen events and complications. And then they start making out again. And you're like, great, 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 great. And then her phone rings again. And he's like, maybe don't answer it. And she's like, no, I have to. And mm-hmm. he's like, maybe it'll make him better. Which is like, no, sir, you don't know anything about it. He, yeah. he, he doesn't know enough to make these calls. No. And so she's like, no, it won't. And so she like goes and answers the phone and has a conversation with her brother. And then I think like... She hangs up and he just, it just, it's clear that it's over. Took his Argentinian blue balls and left. And what I think is like, I think that's very callous of him because it's not unreasonable for her to make her her brother the priority in that moment. The end of that conversation should have been, do you want to go meet my brother? That is what it like. They should but have just I, had a brief I, chat. The way I read that is like he's out, he's done. Oh yeah, yeah. well that's what they presented two tries yeah. and he was out. But yeah, and it's like I don't know. And I used to be like Laura Linney, what are you doing? And I was blind. I think it's because I was blinded by Carl's hotness. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, but, it's both of their faults. But um, yeah, also, I don't. I Claire like has it. to say maybe he was really turned off by hearing her call her brother her darling. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe my uh, darling. There was a there's a deleted scene where her brother has a moment where he comes back and uh, it would have made it much better. Still a stupid ending to that story, but uh, it's good. I I titled this one, and I'm using this, I titled it Laura Linney Sad. Yeah, (laughs) Laura Linney, very sad. Very sad. Okay, we got three to go. Oh, my God. All right. Colin, Tony, and the American Girls. This (laughs) one one is is so so nonsensical. (laughs) Uh, Colin Frizzle. (laughs) It's about... Colin and Tony, and they want to go meet some American no, girls. No, Tony doesn't. Honestly, Tony Tony's thinks not it's a bad idea. But, but when he gets back, he's into it. Well, yeah, because he yeah. gets to have one. It's not a good idea have to just one. go. Ha- Colin is just this, like, crappy man yeah. who has a vision of what would happen if he let, goes to America. and yeah. He becomes exhausted. And then it and becomes, becomes a, true. a fantasy, and it happens word for word <laughs> so and it's like amazing actually yeah i like it now when i was a child well a child younger i was very confounded by it because i was like are they sex workers like mom this doesn't make sense what <laughs> is like i'm missing something and now i see that it's just a little bit of like magical mm-hmm. realism it was fantasy. like amazing hysterical magical realism yeah and just like january jones and like so hot so alicia cuthbert just like we're so poor that we all yeah. just, we have to sleep we just in the have same one bed, tiny bed and we can't afford pajamas. <laughs> and then so as ridiculous as they're plowing back brewskis. Yeah, fingerless <laughs> gloves. I'll have a Budweiser, please. King of beers. <laughs> I watched it with a friend who's never seen it last night, and he was like, "Wait, what happened to that one guy? Did he get murdered by those American girls?" No, it, turned, it did, did seem like him? they were going to turn out something. Well. It seemed like they were going to turn that storyline like yeah. at the end, but he, it was no. like no, nope, <laughs> right out. The end. It just brings, keeps working. He brings a girl home for his friend Tony. Uh, I think this might be called Colin Tony and the American Girls. Yeah, that's actually which is really what good. Wikipedia titled it. All right, the next one John and Judy, which are the sex scene doubles, These which ones, is hilarious. This is the best. I lied. This is the best. It's super funny. This they, one is very funny. Yeah, they meet, uh, you know, they're like stand ins stand-ins for sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very casual workplace where they chat yeah. and such while he's like, well, he just pretending goes to through the motions of humping her constantly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I don't think he needs to do. No, well, I, you I think it, for you know lighting. How the lights gotta go, Sean. You need yeah. to see Oh my it. God. You, is this a job that lasts for like three weeks? Like we have been it, believed? It, it, the duration of a shoot. Maybe. Depends I don't, I don't, I don't think it. it would be as intense as it's been portrayed. But it's but, Martin <laughs> Freeman and the woman from Gavin and Stacey who has a beautiful Welsh accent and I love her. And then they fall in love. Yeah. And uh, they, really they have a dinner. And it's awkward because it's a late sort of thing, but uh, but it's also funny because they get along famously while yeah. they're doing the most yeah. awkward things, yeah. and then when they're just like, "Well, uh, now what?" Just another but it's day perfect, in the office. It's perfect because they treat it so normally. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you'd have to treat that. There's yeah. no other way. It's, yeah. You know, it's just work. Right? Like she's literally like straddling his face, and they're talking about traffic. <laughs> I love that. So so Total gridlock. <laughs> that, that was great. It's so okay. Anyway, that's great. And then at the end, they're some they're at the airport, and someone goes, "How did you two meet?" And they go, "Um." <laughs> so I'm like, "Wait, does no one know what your job Why is?" Why did they just say at work? Well, yeah. they're clearly just stand-ins, so that might be like yeah. an odd. True. Are you willing to pose naked? Check yes or no. Yeah. And I need the money. Yes. What's this one called? Total gridlock. <laughs> Total, gridlock. <laughs> Total gridlock. Hilarious. Great. The the tenth one is titled Rufus, yeah. which is Rowan Atkinson. I love it. He was supposed to be a Christmas angel. Yeah. A real-life angel in the story, but they cut it out for time. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because they would have needed to 
adjutant a lot more. Yeah, yeah. well, because he, the only him. times he appears, one time he's wrapping up the necklace that Harry is buying for Mia, and then he asks if he wants it gift-wrapped, and then there's like 700 steps, and mm. it's funny. It was the best. Um, And then the other time he lets the kid get through airport security. Yeah. That's it. Do you think so. he knows about it? Or is he just so into his folding his coat? No, no, because he, like, he, like, gives a little a look little to, to Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an also a loss scene. Yes. Thank Can you. Can we talk about that one? Yeah, yes. we, we've definitely got to. Um, so this is uh, the headmistress at the school, who we don't meet in the movie, but I watched this on YouTube. Mm-hmm, me too. Because um, they cut it because of, they had to cut the scene with Emma Thompson and her son, which would have led into this scene. Mm-hmm. And since they cut it all, that was lost as well. Yeah. And um, it is the headmistress is really a grumpy person, at, and everyone doesn't like her because she's so angry. But then you see that she secretly has a life of a a dying lesbian partner at home, Ugh. and they have the sweetest like uh, sort of interaction when she gets off work about gourmet sausages mm-hmm. and um, what is in those sausages? Oh my god! <laughs> How are you going to pick that out? Like, <laughs> it was so cute, and then. The very end of it is Emma Thompson just announcing at the Christmas concert that she has passed and that she was a great woman. And it was a... I wish that they kept that because it would have been nice to have a little same-sex moment um, with all this love spilling all over the place. Mm -hmm. Because there are moments that I think are actually quite progressive for 2003. Like, um, Laura Linney asks Mark at one point, she's like, are you in love with your best friend and just no one's ever asked you so you couldn't say anything? Which I'm like... I like that they just include that kind of matter of factly. When um, Liam Neeson is giving counsel to the kid about being in love, he's like, well, what's she, he, like? And then he's like, she. And it's never mentioned again. And I like that. And also, I read the chief of staff as a lesbian. That's unrelated. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's also pretty progressive. He has a black lesbian chief of staff. <laughs> in 2003. <laughs> just throw that in. I read. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, but yes, I agree. It should have been gayer. It's too bad. Mm. Oh, well. Can't have it. Also, m- more color in the film would be good. Oh, 100%. It's pretty white. It is a British movie. There are a lot of people of color in Britain. I know, but it's still, that's pretty, probably pretty accurate representation. Mm, I don't think I don't it is. Think so. yeah? I don't. Okay. That's just what I assume. That's because that's that colonial mindset's Maybe. gotcha. God, I it's am just. Grass. <laughs> and it's clutches. Super European over here. Do we okay. have time? I don't think we, we have, have time. We have hardly any time here. Um, Let's just do the fastest, the quickest. Well, Red Nose Day, we were going to talk about Oh, that. I don't even know what that is. Should we skip what you're watching? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's out. Okay, it's, it's out. out. We're not doing so- it. Sorry, folks. We watched some Christmas movies. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, I watched Venom. It wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> That's not Christmas. They made a X amount of years later short for Red Nose Day. 13 years later. Yes. Um, and what is that? It's so Red Nose okay. Day. Red Nose Day is a thing in the in the UK around Christmas where they raise money for people living mm-hmm. in poverty, and so they do these different like campaigns to raise money. Mm-hmm. And the one they did last year was this short film that's like Love Actually. The characters thirteen years later. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters. Um, and you you buy like the promotions. You buy a red nose like a clown. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it costs a, a euro or something, and a, then a pound. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we get to catch up with Rufus, who is still bagging stuff and taking forever. Yeah, he's selling lines, red noses. Lines out the door. Oh my god, it's so bad, actually. It's super bad. The whole thing is bad. Uh, we uh, we we lose the cue card holder of the previous film, and we get Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead holding cue cards uh, for Keira Knightley this time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's the same it's, guy, but he's got, he looks, yeah, but he's, he has the beard. shave, right? He so. has the beard, and, he, and there's this whole bit about, do you like my beard? Yeah. And he's married to Kate Moss, is which that, is one of the jokes from I didn't cue know cards. who that was. <laughs> she looks rough. <laughs> oh, I know that Kate. sounds bad, but Ooh. like, she came on screen, because one of the cue cards says, like, with any luck, the next year I'll be going out with one of these girls, and mm-hmm. Kate Moss is one of the girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he has cue cards again, this one. And it's funny actually because she it says like tell them tell them it's Carol Singers and she goes he's not gonna believe that it's March, it's March. <laughs> and then he says tell them I'm collecting mm-hmm. for Red Nose Day yeah. but then at one point one of the cue cards says just kidding here's my wife and then Kate Moss comes mm-hmm. in she, the physical is the real Kate Moss oh my god yeah. and then oh, she's like insane. and then she's like and then Kieran Knightley goes what do you think of the beard and Kate Moss has a cue card there that says don't like it <laughs> <laughs> it was funny but also dumb yeah and then we see. 
um, Colin Firth and Aurelia. Yeah. And they have kids. Yeah. And he still can't really speak Portuguese nope. that well. Oh, and God. number four is on the way. Yeah, she tells him he's pregnant. She's pregnant, and he's like, "That's great." And then he's like, "Can we have it with rice this time?" I, mean, I don't want stir fry because she says it in Portuguese, yeah. so he doesn't oh, understand. A funny little got moment. It, got it, yeah. Got it. Uh, Liam Neeson is sitting by the river, yeah. and he looks stoic AF. Yeah, and I'm then, the same. Also, like he has aged. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, very well. That's he's like a fine wine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> his. Son who does not age well no. approaches and uh, is it the same actor? Yeah, yeah, and he's there to surprise his dad, and because he's going to school in the U.S. And then who would show up but Joanna, his wife to be? Because they were asking for his hand in marriage. They're getting yeah. married. Yeah, <gasps> he's twenty six. That's a real shock. I didn't. I didn't like that part. No, why not? Because what? What are you talking about? They been, end up together thirteen years later. From, as babies? No, they didn't. They no, reconnected. They, yeah, oh, they, they reconnect. They, yeah, and she know. sings a, a lower version. Of <laughs> all I want for Christmas. I don't want. <laughs> Just kidding. Is, is there that the, I think that's all the parts that we get to see. We don't catch up. With Emma Thompson's not in it. Nope. Uh, they couldn't. Oh, Bill, 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 Bill Nighy's in it. Oh yeah, very briefly. Uh, yes. He's on the radio again with the yeah. same guy, and that guy really phoned it in with this performance the radio host <laughs> well the radio host the the uh his manager had passed away oh yeah joe yeah. joe died and then oh. he make he fat shames yeah, him one, in death. one last time, one last time. <laughs> yeah he's grave. like well oh. he was a very big man with a very big heart very big heart attack <laughs> very big coffin oh, <laughs> literally that's God. it and then they oh and then he says the same because you know how in the original he's like best shag of your life and then he yeah. says britney spears this time he's like I think I asked you this last time, which I was like, you did. Why are you? And then he goes, ah, it's one of the Kardashians, but which one? Mm, I don't. Gross. I wow. don't know. Yeah. He's like 70. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> anyway, you guys, we have now fully recapped wow. all of Love Actually. <laughs> we didn't it, even really we, discuss. We have two minutes <laughs> no, left. Told uh, so let's just go around the room. Uh, do you guys like this movie or no? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Oh, my God. What a terrifying answer. Yeah, I don't really like it either. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it, but I don't like it. Kind of like Bill Nye and his manager. Yeah. You'll hang out with him and make I fun of him. I will leave Elton John's Christmas party to watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I won't like it. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't like this. No, I like this movie. You, you it was, like it? Yeah, that was good. I thought it was interesting. My sort of big crescendo question which i will now ask in the 30 seconds we have left is should they remake it i think yes honestly yeah. i would like yeah with I, some games. i would like to see because if the way it works in this sort of narrative way is it's like yeah just a bunch of a whole new stories yeah maybe emma thompson pops her head in as a, a connector for one mm -hmm. oh i would love that and she's like thriving she's like headmistress or something yeah yeah, and Alan Rickman has obviously passed away because yeah. of the incident at Hogwarts, but... Uh, <laughs> he sacrificed himself. She's that's, like, that's true. I haven't spoken After to him all since this time? Yeah, that's, there it is, always. Anyway, that's all the time we have. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-host, Sean and Sonia, everyone here at CJTR, and to our listeners. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you guys. Merry holidays. See you next week. Bye. Bye.